Welcome back, Garden State Mamas. Tonight's podcast, we, Lisa and I are here with Miss Sonia Harris, um, the New Jersey Garden Teacher on Instagram. How are you, Sonia? Hello. I am super thrilled to be here. I love y'all. You're my favorite podcast. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. you know, I am hyped to be here. I, wait, I, it is equally like we are feeling the same. I think like we're fangirling. It's like we've been following you for forever. Lisa was the one who was oh like, you've got to follow this, like this Sonia Harris. And she's, um, you're amazing. Your Instagram's amazing. Um, you're, um, oh, thank you. You are a special ed teacher. You are a retired special ed teacher. I'm a retired, retired special ed teacher. teacher. That's what yes. I thought. And founder yes. of Bullock Garden. Yes, Bullock Garden Project. So that's the nonprofit. So when I was a teacher, uh, it was like 2015, I was the co-teacher. I was the special ed part of an inclusion classroom. So my uh, gen ed partner, Missy, and I were just, <laughs> we were doing this math lesson and it was dumb. It was just flat out it was dumb (laughs) and we were both like you know we're at first grade we have kids who are having difficulty just with one-to-one correspondence and counting and we were using the everyday math program and it was like just give these kids a tape measure and have them go measure their friend's arm and measure a book and I mean these kids were just like pulling the thing out and watching it zip back right But then, you know, I'm working with my children, the kids who are on my roster, providing additional support. And I had this little girl who just had no one-to-one correspondence Mm -hmm. looking at me like she didn't understand, like, what's the big deal of doing this? So, you know, working through it ended up taking her outside and was like, oh my goodness, how big is this plant? And we're on the ground and we're measuring flowers and sticks. And I just thought, like I had a meeting with my principal that day. It was the special ed team having uh, a meeting with the principal. And I remember like saying to him, like, you know, can we do a garden? Because this this lesson, first of all, was dumb. <laughs> how, <laughs> like, how is this going to make a difference mm-hmm. in their lives? Right. How are they going to remember this? This is not etching in memory yeah. when these kids are just like, whatever. And I was only thinking from a place of measurement because we were teaching this measurement lesson that honestly, these first graders wouldn't see measurement again until third grade because this program was a spiral. So it doesn't establish skills in a in a um scaffolded method it's like here it is it's gone for a little bit and we'll bring it up again now come on right right you know yeah (laughs) one of those things where teachers are just like this is this is ridiculous this is not how children learn so i brought up doing a garden and just thinking like we could put meter sticks and everything out there and just introduce the kids to this all the time and this way, kids see it from first grade, second grade, and third grade when they see it again. Right. So I, I came home, like, he was like, run with it. So I was like, great. I don't know how to garden. <laughs> so, wow. Like, I was the girl that, oh, oh, honey, let me tell you. <laughs> when my son, when my son was little, and he went to, like, this private 
type of homeschool that was all nature because I've always been a tree hugger mm-hmm. but I'm a tree hugger like mm, you know like I was like oh I don't want to get my nails <laughs> all dirty because okay. they would get dirty underneath because I was the true Jersey girl I had the claws you oh know out God, I love here it. and you know teaching and like this and <laughs> you know Miss Harris was always dressed up and like you know oh my gosh let's not get my pants dirty like that I was that girl you know I love it. We all, um, so we, we all son, know that. Yes. We all know those people. That's that. all good. So when my son was little and wanted to garden, I called my mom and I was like, look, Jared wants to garden. He wants to grow carrots. I'm not doing this. <laughs> like, I, I don't know what I'm doing oh my gosh. here. So she literally, she grew carrots because that's how she raised us. She mm-hmm. grew carrots. She grew mint with him. He had his own little garden. It was fabulous. So, you know, here it is. I'm like trying to figure out how to do this for kids. And I just said, you know what? Let me go on Facebook because I follow Ahmed Hassan who had this show on at the time on DIY called Yard Crashers. Oh, okay. I remember that. And I used to love it. So, yeah. So that was the only connection I had to anything remotely gardening. So Ahmed got back to me like within hours. And he's like, well, you're kind of far. I'm located in California. Let's get on the phone this weekend. Let me see how I can help you. So when we got on this phone call, (laughs) I always start laughing when I tell this part. We get on the phone and he goes, he's like, okay, this is great. He's like, so what do you want to grow? And I said, well, like tomatoes. And he said, okay, well, why? And I went, because we're from Jersey. That's what we do. That's what we do. do." Yes. And he goes, "Um, that's not what Jersey does. I said, yes, yes, it is. Like we do Jersey tomatoes, Jersey sweet white corn. And he's like, Jersey's known for blueberry and cranberry production. And I was oh, like, Bruce. no, Jersey's known for tomatoes and corn. Yes. <laughs> <You know>? yes. <laughs> so, and then he's asking me, okay. He's like, just asking me general questions and learning really quickly that I had no idea what I was talking about. You know, tulips come from bulbs, but then he had asked me something about like any kind of flowers. And I said, well, we could get like tulip seeds and he just kind of laughed. He's like, okay, why? And I said, well, that's like my favorite flower. That's really the only one I know. Um, and we just want to do this for the kids so they can work on measurement. So he was like, okay, she knows nothing. You know? <laughs> so he's giving me notes. So he's talking to me and I had this legal pad. I still have all of these notes and I'm just listening to him and I'm taking notes. I have like five pages of notes. Um, people who I needed to go read about and research I needed to go see because I needed to understand the importance of not only gardening, but gardening with children. Mm -hmm. And because I am a self-proclaimed nerd, I took all of that when we were finished that conversation and took it further because I wanted to see, well, what kind of research has been done with the benefits of gardening with children in schools? And here I find out that in Europe, There's extensive research on the benefits of gardening with children in schools, the benefits of outdoor time, um, you know, how, how their scores are better, how their eating is better. And then here in the U S the only thing I could find was documentation on working with severe special need populations in greenhouses and nurseries where they were doing jobs like sweeping the floor or watering the plants. And as a special educator, I was appalled. I was appalled. 
because, you know, I'm that teacher who had kids where people were like, oh, they'll never read. Oh, they'll never write. Oh, they're never going to do this. And some of those kids have graduated college with honors. So, you know, I mean, I've always had them when they were little. Yeah. But I've had kids come back to me and say, you know, Miss Harris, you were the first one who believed in me or you pushed me. Yes. You know, oh, my gosh. Like, and, and like I said, at a young age. So when you get a kid who by the time they hit second, third grade, they're defeated. And then you spend a year building them up. It means a lot oh, yeah. to see them excel. Yeah. So as I'm reading all of this and I, I got right back to Ahmed and, I, and I'm like, okay, dude, here's the deal. This has to be a learning garden. This has to be an outdoor classroom. And he couldn't believe, it was like two weeks. He couldn't believe I had read all this research. Alice Waters, Richard Louvre, um, Brie Arthur. You're like, I'm, I'm a teacher. All these people. <laughs> like, like, and I told him, I said, dude, I told you I'm a nerd. Yeah. Like, I love research. I love research. So I'm looking at like Cornell University. What is Rutgers doing? What is this mm-hmm. doing? And I'm seeing what's happening in Australia and Queensland and all of these other things. And he goes, I can't believe that you did all that. And I was like, yeah, I'm a nerd. Yeah, man. and I'm yeah, serious. Like, when a Jersey Let's girl, a con, yeah, when a Jersey girl says she's going to yes. do something, she's going to do something. Not only do we do it, but we do it all the way. <laughs> exactly. We do it exactly. All the way. Amen to that. So, so I like you know we did all this, and this was like people think it happened really quickly, but it was months. It was actually like uh, over a year, almost two years of this back and forth. And he was in Philly for the home show. He called me up and was like, hey, I'm going to be at the home show. I'm working with a local um, landscaper who has already agreed to help you guys. Uh, Get a couple teachers, come up. I'll leave tickets at the box office. And we did. And we met him in person. We took him out to dinner that night. He heard our passion. And he he said, I heard you on the phone, but seeing y'all talk about your kids and your classrooms and hearing your passion in person i'm gonna do this for you we're gonna do it yard crasher style (gasps) he assembles this team from all across the u.s i mean florida north carolina california chicago people are flying in i'm teaching during the day and working on this project till like 10 11 2 a.m at night. Oh my gosh. Like, like who are these people in coordinating this build? Never told my school about it. Never mm-hmm. told, never told my school board, <laughs> never told my superintendent. Oh uh-uh. my God. I, look, Were you like, I'm having from... a heart attack? No, I was like, I'm doing this. Like I'm, again, Jersey attitude. I'm doing this. It's oh for my kids. My Ask for I'm forgiveness, not this. permission. <laughs> Thank oh, you. Oh, and okay. What's, and I was like, what's the worst that's going to happen? They're going to put a letter in my file. Go ahead. Like, that was my yeah. attitude. Yeah, like, Yard Crashers is coming to our school. We let it happen. Yeah, so they did. They came and they did it. And it was so funny because it was like two weeks before. I, I mean, we had big posters hanging up and banners at the school. Our garden is coming. Kids didn't know what's happening. I'm just like, garden's coming. And the kids are like, yay. <laughs> and... The superintendent comes in. He's like, hey, what do I hear about this garden? And I just started laughing. I just start, I just cracked up laughing. I was like, look, we're going to have a garden. <laughs> like I'm explaining to him the whole process. And he looked at me and he said, if anyone gives you a problem, you come to me. Oh, yeah. And later that, yes. later that day, 
I got a personal check from him. Personal check. Wow. He said, put this towards the garden. <gasps> so immediately what we I did is it. we started we started a uh, a club fund at through the school. We we started a fund so that we could take donations and put them in there. And I mean, he, you know, there were some issues, of course, with him, but I always have to say, for me, when I did this, this man gave me nothing but support. Nothing Which but support. Which is amazing, support. yeah. That's Which amazing. was amazing. Yeah. So the garden was done over a weekend. It was beautiful, but we sat there on, like, the Tuesday morning, me and my one friend sitting on this bench in this beautiful garden, and because it was staged, they had taken all the tags out. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what these plants were. So I'm just looking around, holding the hose. <laughs> and my friend was like, you okay? I said, what the hell do we do now? Right. <laughs> I was like, I, right. don't, I don't know how to do any of this. I All I could do is read about I read about it. I, I understand the importance of gardening with children from this, this academic guide. Yeah. But... Doing I gotta it. put my hands yeah. in the dirt and I gotta water stuff and like what happens here? <laughs> like, what do I do? I don't know how to do this. So I have to ask, like, big. how did it end up working? Yeah. Because the garden season is throughout <laughs> the summer. So like did you So what did we you did do? this in May. Okay. We did this in May, the first weekend in May. So we did it May um they flew in May second or May first. May 2nd and 3rd, we did the build. So it was over two days, totally taking out sod and doing all this stuff. And Secretary of Ag uh, came down and he oh actually, Doug Fisher, who's, who's retiring, or he might have already retired by now, um, he actually got his hands dirty. The Jersey Fresh team was all there. Wow. I mean, it was wonderful. And they're all like really working for this. And even I'm like, like my cousin was there helping out and she's taking pictures. She's like, I can't believe she got her nails dirty. And I was like, I know, look at me, you know. And we did this in a weekend. We had this amazing nursery who donated all the plants and they made sure that the plants were almost at fruiting state because they also contract with a lot of growers with the Philadelphia Flower Show. Oh, so there's a lot of nice. plants that they nice. grow yeah. and that they have at the beginning of the season that are, are mature. So we could put in mature tomatoes and kids were seeing purple tomatoes and white tomatoes and all sorts of chard. And I mean, stuff that I was like, I don't even know what this is. Like, what is this chard? How do you eat that? What is that? Is that a flower? Is that a plant? Like all the things I'm learning with the kids and what we would do because there was no signage on anything. I would get to school extra early and I would take my phone and I'd FaceTime Brie Arthur, who is an amazing award-winning horticulturalist, lives in Raleigh, North Carolina. She would drive up twice a year to garden oh, with the kids. That's amazing. Talk, talk to them in botanical Latin. And these kids are asking me questions about the, you know, serenthinkimus grimacus or whatever. And I'm looking at them. I was like, hold on. Boop, boop, boop. Call Miss Bree. Yes. <laughs> call her on FaceTime. And, but I would call Bree and go, what is this? Right. <laughs> like, what is this? And she's like, that's a so-and-so. How do I take care of it? Oh, we got to do this. What is this? 
pull that out, honey. That's a weed. I was like, okay. So like, you know, so every day I was oh my gosh. and I started learning. I was taking notes. And again, because I am someone who's passionate about my, my students, I was always passionate about that. And I just spent that summer every day in that garden, researching plants, learning about the plants. What are the health benefits? Planting more seeds charting my successes, charting failures, letting kids come in, harvesting with parents, just learning, just learning. And then uh, that was 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018. I ran a third grade garden club where we did junior master gardening with the kids. They learned about soil. They learned about um, how to how to design their own garden we learned about insects Mm -hmm. like by this time i was in like i was in right (laughs) you're like i'm living and breathing yeah all bought in had the shrubs ripped out at my house so i could start gardening and it was amazing to see the kids and especially like my last year of teaching um or my second to last year i had this boy and I remembered him from first grade. I remembered seeing him in second grade because he would hide in the bathrooms because he didn't want to go to class. And I got him in third grade. And, you know, you have to read student files. And the student file, I could, the teacher before who had him was retiring. She was very kind of gruntled. And it wasn't a nice write up on this kid. So I always look at those things and I'm like, whatever, I make my own judgment, Mm -hmm. but I have to read an IEP because I need to understand what are this child's learning goals. So the first few weeks of school, you know, I'm kind of getting to know the kids on my roster. I had another uh, partner teacher at that time. I'm in third grade and I go out to the garden and the kids all wanted to come to the garden at recess. So we're doing that. We're harvesting food. It's getting cooked in the cafeteria. Kids yes. are taking it home. It's what it's wonderful. Oh my gosh. It's wonderful. It's like my dream. Yes. This is yeah. all and, yeah, and I'm so is, excited. Yes. And in New Jersey, you're allowed to do that. Yeah. You are allowed to cook whatever you grow in the schoolyard in the cafeteria. So this kid is like we're out there and there's this this insect and he goes, Oh, that's a such and such and such. And I went, How did you know that? Now, here's a kid who I'm t- being told can't, can't read. He's, uh, you know, they're calling him um, severely, severely intellectually disabled. And he goes, oh, I watch Discovery Channel when I go home. I had one of those. I had a kid who watched Discovery Channel yeah, when he came home. Yeah. So I was like, oh, yeah? So, well, let's talk about this. And I started just kind of approaching his education and some of the other education with the kids in my class. I had kids that were volatile kids that, you know, would just be explosive. I brought in a worm, uh, vermiculture bed into this classroom that we could use as a garden room. So the kids could go in there when they were upset and just hold worms, play with worms. Oh my gosh. They could go out in the garden and they could play with the stones. And they, one kid was out there throwing stones and the kids are like, Miss Harris, he's ruining our garden. And I like come out and I see this big window. I see he's just throwing the stones. I said, he's just letting off some energy, guys. It's okay. He's letting the, he's letting the garden help him work off energy. Yeah. But, you know, like with this one kid, we found out through this garden, this kid was gifted. 
So he was twice exceptional, maybe on the spectrum, severe ADHD, but gifted. Yeah. And then I had to help his parents fight to get him into gifted education. And that all That's came amazing. from gardening. That's amazing. So, you know, there is something to be said about, about putting limits on your children. Yeah. And it's one of the reasons why I knew that at that point, I knew that my time in public education was short mm -hmm. because it had turned into this animal that I didn't like because I was in third grade. It's a testing year. Mm. And, you know, we're not being told to teach to the test, but guess what we were doing? Yeah. We were teaching to the freaking test. Yeah. And I was like, we're pigeonholing kids. We're holding kids back. But when you let them go outside and now we're teaching everything with this, adding this outdoor dimension. So I was always the outside of the box teacher. I was like, now we just went way outside the box. We're outside. Right. And we're applying everything that we do, including vocabulary to the garden. Yeah. Oh my goodness. We're, we're talking about suffixes. Can we add a suffix to something in the garden? Yes. Chives. One is a chive. Go pick me a suffix. They're picking two chives, three oh. chives. So it's that kind of thing where we were really incorporating it. And at the same time, my superintendent started sending me to other schools, to state conferences where other superintendents were to speak about the success we were having because we started winning awards very quickly. And, you know, as I'm doing this, I was like, I really like this. But then I'm talking to teachers and the teachers are going, I was told no. We, were, we saw you, our superintendent saw you, we put in a proposal, we were told no. And I went, hold on, talk to my superintendent. He said, this is how they need to write it. He taught me how to, how to, get, how to get teachers to write a proposal that's not gonna get rejected. Yeah. And then I started teaching teachers. Yeah. And I founded the nonprofit Block Garden Project. Um, and I named it because, you know, as a teacher, I had this binder and I still have the binder, this big five, you know, inch binder that just said Block Garden Project on the front of it that still has all my notes in it. And I just said, oh, you know what? I'm just going to name it Block Garden Project. This way we can get all of the um, donations and then give a school one lump donation. So it's going to save the teachers some grief. And that's how I got started. Oh my and gosh, that's we, incredible. We, I have been up and down the state. I have been to across the country. I've spoke lots of different places and universities. And, you know, we had a deal with Rowan University and then COVID hit. <laughs> so mm -hmm. COVID hit and we had to kind of restructure. And we really did a turnaround and then became passionate about teaching all people how to grow food because during COVID we really saw that the face of food insecurity changed. It was no longer what you think of where our heart was right. working with at-risk schools in marginalized communities. We're now seeing people who had formerly two six-figure incomes who were struggling to keep yes. a roof over their heads. Yes. Right. And we were like, okay, we have to pivot because everyone needs how to needs to know how to grow 
healthy food. And I mean healthy food. I'm a someone who has a lot of autoimmune disease. And my old immunologist was like, he goes, yeah, because you were the Frankenstein generation. And I was like, mm. what? And he goes, he said, look it up. So of course I did. Gen X is when they really started introducing a lot of those chemicals into our food. Prof and we're GMOs. still being yep. tracked to see how our, what is our medical, what are all of our medical issues? I never heard it called that, but that makes like, I do. I definitely yeah. feel like that's a theme in a lot of our, yeah. is like, it's all linked. Like our, yes. our healthcare, our, our, yep. what we're eating, our school, our education, Absolutely. everything is linked. And it's amazing to me that like, as yes. soon as you said the Frankenstein generation, I was like, light bulb. Like, yep, yep. oh my God. Absolutely. And because he said, he goes, Ugh. your generation was the one that they were, they were really starting to come out and put a lot in the food. Yeah. And you're that latchkey generation. So you're using the microwave for the first time. Mm -hmm. You're eating up your own food. Yep. You're using dyes and this and that. And what is happening in my generation so many women that I know in my age group, and I just turned 52 in April, we all have several autoimmune diseases. Yep. Like I have five. Who yeah. has five autoimmune diseases? Yeah. No. And I can so, think of several women, girlfriends of yeah. mine, who are going through diagnostic issues of right. trying to figure out what the F is happening with them. And, and it does exactly. all, it feels like it's going down that autoimmune road and exactly. it's crazy. And if you look back at the food that, you know, we're eating, um, you know, I'm the first one to tell you, I love Lay's potato chips, but <laughs> yes, right. I can make my own potato chips that taste way better than Lay's yes. from the potatoes that I grew. Yes. And, and that is the revolution that we really all need to start right. heading towards, yeah. especially with our babies, mm -hmm. because I, I, I just think about some of the things that are going through children, what they're happen having to go through. I have seen school lunches. I have seen the same truck that feeds uh, our children school lunches and research the company. And, oh, you also feed prisons. Are they getting the exact same food? I bet they are. So I am a strong, staunch advocate for not only people growing their own foods, but making sure our children are receiving the best. Right. Because I can tell you, I have had that letter put in my folder at school because I was up in there, like my kids are getting frozen and moldy food for breakfast right. and I'm snapping a picture, putting it on Facebook, parents, yeah. you need to call, call the school, call, call this company, I yes, said the name. <laughs> call the company and ask them why your, your children are getting this. Right. And I, next thing I know, like uh, two months later, I get a call to go to the superintendent's office, bring a union rep, hmm. and he brings out the file, and there's the picture of my post, and I literally started laughing. <laughs> I was just like, you got to put a letter in my, post, in my file. Put a letter in my file. I'm always going to advocate for the children. Exactly. That's and what he, you should be he's doing. He's just like, right. He was like, Miss Harris. And I just said, It's okay. It's okay. And I just said, I'm not going to need this file when I'm done. Because I knew I was always going to leave education in the public s sector and do something else. Yeah. And I never realized 
that it was going to be growing food and gardening. Right. I always assumed I'd be like, you know, I'd be working as a LDTC or something like that, or some kind of administrator. And here it is. I'm very passionate about teaching people about seeds and growing your food and farming and being yeah. able to like, Hey, you can farm in your kitchen. You can farm anywhere. Yeah. So that's so what, it, what are you <laughs> growing on? Like how much space do you have that all that kind of info? Yeah, I have an acre, but um, mm. I'm growing on about half okay. of it because, you know, I, I do like to have some open space, but right outside of my back door, I have a patio and I always had this garden scape and I grow food along with ornamentals. Because, you know, Brie Arthur, who's my mentor, <laughs> she was my garden mentor. She had a book called The Foodscape Revolution, where she was, she explains how to grow food along with uh, ornamental plants. And it's permaculture. And, you know, I really liked that. And I, my baby niece was living here at the time. So I kind of grew in this little circle. So she couldn't get through because... I don't have fencing. It, it, the property's big and right. I don't want fencing. We got deer and everything else that comes through the yard. It's beautiful. So, um, so I've just expanded it over the years and now there's like grapes and I have native plants that grow there and tomatoes and cucamelons. And I'm also farming on a small plot of it and I grow for seed companies. So I'm growing for Ujama and I'm a, a partner with U Ujama Seeds. I'm their director, not director, co, co-director of education, uh, educational programs. And I'm growing for, like I said, a couple other seed companies. And it's, I'm also teaching on my property. So if you want to That's learn amazing. how to garden, I'm like, come here. Right. You can come here. You can learn literally hands in the ground and your area, you need to make arrangements to come take care of it because I'm not taking care of your plant. Right. How are you learning then? <laughs> yeah. So, right. Exactly. So, yeah. So I, I kind of have this space where I'm like, I welcome people and I'm like, yeah, I do it all. And if there's extra food, yes, I'm giving that away. And I think it's important. So yeah, it, it's just like this all in one teaching place atmosphere and this this fall i'm hoping i'm uh, working on it right now about having some kids um come here who are homeschooled and they could come here once a week and do um like their their farming class here mm. and i said i think that's wonderful because there's so many people think it's only in the spring and summer but as a gardener i garden year-round and as a farmer you're prepping year-round right so it, it's, yeah. it's neat that you said that that was always like something that Casey and I have talked about. So I am also on, I'm just under an acre. So it's like a, a little bit more than three quarters of an acre, mm -hmm. but a little bit less than a full acre. Um, right. And two years ago, the back half of our property, it was a mess when we moved in. Um, no one yeah. had paid attention to that for years. And we finally cleaned oh. it up. We got, um, we put in 12 fruit trees. So like the whole back property became an orchard and I was like, who would have ever thought that? Oh you could my God. And I am, I live, I live on main street. Like 
all yeah. day long. It's fire trucks and police oh cars, and it's it runs parallel to the Black Horse right. Pike, so it's a busy, busy. You would road. never know. And you would, you never would never know, know that I <laughs> would never know. Orchard in my backyard. I I know exactly where you're talking. I, like that street. Yeah. So I get it. I get where you're talking. And about. Casey and I have talked about like that same thing of like bringing people in to let them try yeah. and, and garden and stuff and. Um, yes. it, I know that you follow Roots and Refuge as well, and um, Jess oh, always has that, that saying, like, turn yeah. your wait, waiting room into a classroom. And that's, a, like, you've, yes. you've turned your backyard into a classroom, and I think that's amazing. Yeah. It's totally something that I'm like, I really would like to do, but I also don't think that I know right. enough about what I'm doing, because I am truly the one you that just what? is like, oh, I don't know, it, it might work, it might Guess not. what? I didn't know either. <laughs> yeah. I just said, come on. Like just a couple people, you know, someone said they didn't have space to grow. They were living in Philly and I was like, you can grow here. And he went, really? And I went, yeah, just take care of it. And then, you know, like I said, um, my son moved to Michigan and I became an empty nester a few years ago. And I was like, what am I going to do with my life? You know, yeah, <laughs> right. my entire life living for my child and you know, I started offering classes to people and it was so fun to have people come and, and say, well, can I try growing this? And I'm like, absolutely. <laughs> like, you don't have to ask. You tell me what you want to grow. I'll teach you everything you need to know about soil, about fertilizer, about testing your soil. And, and while you're here, I'm going to feed you from the garden. Cause I'm going to be like, Oh, taste this. Oh, right. Try this. Oh, take this home. But I think it's okay to, to come from a place where you go, I don't know what I'm doing. Because really, who of us do know what we're doing? Yeah, in the beginning. None of us know just, what we're yeah. doing. We just play it by ear yeah. and we play by heart. And I think it's a good thing when we start acting. And like I said, I've listened to your podcast. I've listened to all your episodes. So I Thank know you. who I'm talking to. <laughs> Yes, that's my garden jam. I'll be out in the garden, well, especially when I was farming. I was planting sorghum, and I'm like listening to them, to you, to y'all. And that was the vacation episode, and I was like, "Yup, yup." <laughs> and there was another episode on um, like book banning. Yep. Yes, and I was listening to that, and there was um, one of your earlier ones. Oh, I'm trying to remember, and you're just talking about who you were as mothers and how you were raising your children and how you could raise your child in faith without them c turning uh, their backs on other people yes. and judging. And I was like, these are my people. Yeah. And I was just like, I love this. So I think what happens, what we have to look at is there are those of us who already know how to grow. Mm -hmm. And I think that we need to start coming together and there's some groups that we can join like i'll send y'all the link to please especially send to, us, uh, the cooperative and i want to tag them and everything because i want this yes. also to be a resource for people to know that it, even yes. if we're an in-between like we can get you to where you need to go because absolutely that's like absolutely. one of our <laughs> i feel like that's one of our like main goals we have a lot of goals with the podcast yes. but i feel like specifically what you're doing, which is like the regenerative agriculture and, and teaching yeah. that through, um, you know, the education system and through just, you know, individual families, homeschooling, all of it. Yeah. It's incredible, but it has 
like everything that you've done blows me away. But I'm like, could you imagine if we could blow it up even more? Like keep putting that seed in other women's (laughs) hands that it's just like, and they know that like, that they might listen to this and say like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to go visit Sonia. I'm going to go, you know, learn about what it is. And And, and you don't even have to, you don't even have to say, Oh, I'm going to visit Sonia. You can say, Hey, I've got some young kids. Can you come to my house? There's a, there's a a house in Williamstown on main street (laughs) where I went, where I went because she's like, I homeschool my daughter. You know, my husband is doing this. Um, can you come to my house? And I was like, absolutely. Came, looked around, was like, you got to get rid of that tree. It's blocking your garden. Yes. They did, gave them seeds. But um, with the Cooperative Garden Commission, which is a group that we, I was part of a founder of that, um, we were just a group of people who were passionate about getting seeds into the hands of people during COVID. Yeah. When, thank God, not New Jersey, but so many other states were saying seeds were not, um, necessary hmm. and they were locking them up or what they were doing is saying if you had a credit card and you could purchase your grocery order with a credit card not a debit card right a credit, credit card. card you could get seeds and we were saying that's cutting off people who are low income who maybe can't get a credit card or you know can't you had to have a car well what if you're coming on the bus and now you can't get seeds. Right. So we started this organization to put seed in the hand of people. And we actually donate seeds. I have seeds that I can donate to people, not just from that collection, but from my own collection. Like, I'll come out to you. Tell me what you want to grow. It's fall. You want to grow some carrots? I'll make sure you get some carrots. Let's plant some. You want? You don't have land? That's not a problem. Let's go to Dollar Tree. Right. Let's spend $10 and get you some containers. Yep. And I'll show you how to grow that in a horrible window. You yeah. know yeah. what I mean? Like, as long as you can get a little sun and a little bit of light, I can show you how to do that. Um, because it's, it's important. But I do this not expecting payment all the time. Cause sometimes I have to, sometimes, you know, That's, yeah. I do get contracted to speak. I do get contracted to, to do private lessons where people say, I don't want to do it with anyone else. I, with a group, I just want me and you. And I say, okay, well that's going to cost you. Right. Um, but as you should, uh, yeah, as right. you should like our last podcast know your worth know your worth know and your charge worth. it know your worth yes that's, and i do trust yes. me at first it was hard but like i say if you get a group of 10 people just come yeah just come but if you but some people don't want to do that and i understand you're gonna pay for that but um i believe in all of us having this adoption of the idea that we are each other's keeper And usually when I do talks, a podcast, anything, I always tell people one of my favorite books is A Christmas Carol. And in there, when Jacob Marley comes back to Scrooge and says, mankind was our business. Yeah. I remember reading that as a teenager and I was like, yeah, humankind is our business. So to know that we have all of these corporations that we battle and what's happening in, a, in government, 
I don't care what kind, what seat you are on when it comes to doing what is right. Yeah. Amen. I don't care what your view is about this or your view is about that. If someone needs food, they need food. Yeah. Food is a given right. Yeah. And none of us on stolen land have the right to tell anybody Reach. that they can't Jesus. grow food. I'm like, I'm like, right now, I am like, yes, I am getting all of it right now. I'm and like, also, yes. it's one yes. of those things that yes. this, is, this is a skill yes. that was lost because yes. of capitalism. Yes. If we didn't yes, rely exactly. on supermarkets, we would all already have these skills. These were things that were passed down generation right. to generation to generation, and now we're missing That's those. Right. And we're yeah. trying and to bring it back because yes. it's a lot nicer to eat a tomato out of your garden because it doesn't taste like disappointment. <laughs> oh my gosh. And that, thank you. Thank you. Look, yeah. I will not eat a tomato out of season. If right. it's out of right. season, don't bring me a sandwich with a tomato on it. Nope. I'm not eating it. When you get those tomatoes um, and they're light pink and pretty much oh, white in the middle, you're like, this did not come from here. And just <laughs> hard and mm-hmm. stiff. But that's, that's another thing that, I mean, that's another conversation that we could get into is about people needing to return to eating by season. Mm. I remember being a child in the seventies and it was a big deal when summer came and we could go to Acme and get tomatoes because they were freshly grown locally sourced. Yeah. And you know, certain times of year you could have squash and certain times of year you could have zucchini and whatever it was but i really think there needs to be this return to that and i'm telling you so some people who want to do a deep dive and i'm not a conspiracy theorist i'm a truthist i love (laughs) that maybe i don't maybe i don't want to use that word because it's making me think of someone else (laughs) but um i i believe in i believe in research based uh data yes i believe in science and I believe in unbiased data yes. and research. Yes. So if you have unbiased people who are working, who are just students at a university, not even working for, because if you're working, I'm going to look at you like this. Mm. But if you're students and you're working on your doctoral program and you do research about this and you yeah. go to Cornell or Penn State or University of Maryland or any of the land grant universities, where our our extensions come from like for us in jersey it's rutgers you're gonna find students have done some hard-hitting research into the origin of supermarkets or the overpowering taking over of the food industry by supermarkets conglomerates and we all know about bayer yeah which is really monsanto yeah so we all know about you know how they came in and and did but people need to be informed mm-hmm. well informed please don't don't believe if, if you see it on tiktok don't just take it with like five grains of salt <laughs> five grains of salt like a shaker of pepper yeah and and dig and a little deeper though eye. like dig a little hold, deeper hold your hand over one eye yes right like if Google, it yeah if it you piques your interest like, yeah like look into it a little bit in, further yes yes you can type in Google Scholar Research, right. and you're going to get scholarly articles right. about these things. Right. But you know, yeah, I, I just, I just feel like people need to be better informed. People need to get back to growing their food, and, and we have to build. It's not going to change until people 
take control. And that's going to yeah. rebuild not only the skills, but the information that we've lost. You know, we right. don't have grand, Absolutely. great grandparents to pass down their canning recipes. So we're following, you know, know, we have ball, but like, you know, that's so, right. you know, I don't want to say it's like so scientific, but like there's people who are like, oh no, I've been doing it this way for 40 years because this is the way my grandmother taught me and everything's been fine for the, you know, 60 years I've been eating it. And it's like, yeah, Yeah. I need that information. I need, I need a great grandmom to tell me how to can because yes, that's a lot. I have a mother who knows how to can, but she won't teach me because for her it's not a good memory yeah, because when they work. were little because she was raised in Williamstown mm-hmm. she was raised in Williamstown they grew everything and she said she just remembers hot summers yeah. they had to sit and snap beans and peel this and they were kids yeah. right and she's like no she said I swear when I left home I got married and left home I swear I was never going to do it again I got her to do it maybe two years ago and then she did some peaches and then she said, I'm not doing it anymore. And I'm like, oh, I'm trying to yeah, learn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but there are groups like in Vineland, there's a group now of um, people who are trying to revitalize it and bring it back to the forefront because I know I'm someone who wants to learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, our houses are no longer built with root cellars. So how can I do that in a garage? Can yeah. I make, a space in my garage be a root cellar so I can keep my food over the winter? Right. Or how do I save it? How do I freeze dry? How do I dehydrate? Right. So those are And how did they do it before pressure canners? Because I don't really want to spend the money on a pressure canner quite yet. Oh my but I would Nor should you have to because that's just an extra thing. Like listen, I feel like we've gone into this as like we get sold a lot of stuff. You need this, you need that, you need this, you need that. And yeah, listen, there are a lot of things that I love and and I will say I use this all the time. (laughs) But a lot of the time I'm just like, Can we just get like a base something basic? Like can we get back to the basics? Because I do not have I do not have, you know, the a walk-in pantry space i do not have i don't have the room for yeah. that i have wait Thank i was gonna you. say my mass clutter fest of uh, the whole weekend <laughs> everything gets shoved onto the you know and then yeah. come monday morning i'm like oh my god um yes it, it it's something it's something but these are like, real bought... kitchens these are real families these right. are real people trying to do and it's it's not a magazine no it's not a no, magazine no. it's not it's not Southern living as much as I'd love, as much as I dream about it. It's not, it's just never going to be. I know like we are real people. Mm -hmm. And I know I bought um, one of those pressure cookers thinking I could get into canning. And then I learned you can't use that for real canning. And I was like, what am I doing? What, what What am I doing then? So, but it's okay. Cause I, I've learned how to vacuum seal I have a dehydrator. So I, I've learned how to do some different things that I do want to teach people. But I think that we really need to connect and grow this community more of us who, like, just like we used to have Tupperware parties. Yes. Have a, a, seed a parties. Or party. Yes. Or canning. I actually, I have talked about doing that before of doing like a canning party. Because if you're thinking of a day that you're doing a huge yeah, match of like Yeti's house. 
it's great you to need help. you know right. you're going to spend seven eight hours standing over your stove like that's right. a great time yes. to have your girlfriends over and just chit chat yes. and let the time yes. go by because if not then it feels like I spent all day standing in my hot kitchen right. and my feet hurt right and my back hurt and this is not what I want to yep. do for. 12 jars pleasurable for you (laughs) right right so then you're less motivated to do it but guess what that's how they did it back in the day right parties all got together Mm -hmm. right the community got together and said i've got this you've got this i've got this let's do it together and share i mean i am willing to to invite all y'all over come on over when i start doing all my seed saving Come save some seed with me. I'll teach you how to save seed, how to clean seed, and I'll give you some seed to take with you. And let's keep it going. Yes. I'm dead. I'm straight serious. I think you should do it and we could video yeah. it. Well, that, I, mean, I, I was just, how. I was just going to say, I would love, well, and that's another thing, whether it's live or recorded yeah. and we can edit, but I mean, I, I would love to promote that and, and have that be some of the, um, yeah. the resourcing that can come from, from all of us. That'd be fantastic. And, and that's, can, again, that can, is the, we can do that's this. the point of like, the main point of this podcast is let us be resources to connect people to people because yes, six degrees of separation. There's always some way that you can get to somebody who's going to be able to change your life. And we'll figure it out. We'll be there with you. Like we're, you're not in this alone. We're here to help all the mamas. Uh They don't have to be garden state. We will help all the mamas, the papas, the people who aren't even married or have kids yet. Like we will help you connect to the resources that we can get you to. That's right. Um, and that has always been the point of this podcast. And it was Mm -hmm. was so good. That is the important thing. That's why I love y'all so much because every episode that you do, it is, it's giving absolute pertinent information for parenting. I feel so validated. (laughs) I'm telling because I like, I think about this and I, when I was listening to y'all, I would think about, I wish they were around when I was a single mom bringing up my son. And I mean, I used to take my son to class with me. I went to Westchester university and I would get, ah, hey, that's so good. I know. I was just going to say, go Rams. Did, did you see, I was in the alumni um, magazine. Did you check it out? I did not see that. I don't even know if I'm like on a mailing list or anything. I need to get on that. <laughs> but now, you know, I'm going to yeah. be scrolling through like what's going on. Oh my gosh. Yeah, they just had me in. That's uh, amazing. There's a sustainability issue. And I'm looking to go back and help them. I love Westchester. I love Westchester. Cam- I love my Westchester. Yes. Um. So, yeah. So, I um I totally lost my train of thought. I got right. excited about I know. being. I know. Wait, I did too. I don't know. Oh, wait. So, what were we talking about, Lisa? What the hell were we talking well, about? Well, we were being you were being validated because we're. Uh, I was being validated. Oh, Sorry, my ADHD. Apparently, just we're good with parenting. Because, <laughs> yeah, I was, saying I was that being validated. I, I yes, I would take my son to class with me because they had a daycare on so. campus, and then um sometimes just if he was sick he couldn't go. Okay. Or, you know, I just, I needed to take my kid with me. I was lucky that my professors were like, go on, bring him in. And he was good. He would sit and play with his Thomas the Tank Engine. And then I had one professor who would let him draw on the board and his tiny little hand would just be barely reaching above it. You know, but 
I would have needed, I needed a podcast like this when I was in my, when I was 20, 21 years old, having a baby, not knowing what the heck I was going to do with my life, being terrified and honestly just feeling like I was doing everything wrong. And I mean, I was that, I, I, I was the smother. I, I watched the Goldbergs and I'm like, yup, that <laughs> is me. Like, I, that is me. And, my, and oh he's my, my one and only. My mom he's and I laughed so only. hard. We're like, that's us. That's us. <laughs> that is us. Yeah. But I, I did that like every, because I was in school, I worked for a federal work study. So I had two jobs on campus. Wow. I had a job taking care of uh, a teenager who had severe and profound disabilities. And luckily that woman, the parents let me bring my son. Mm-hmm. So I could bring, I could bring Jared and, you know, he'd play with his trains and make sounds and their son would laugh. And, you know, it was, it, it would have been so nice to hear these things that y'all talk about. And I could have said, I'm okay. Yeah. Because let me tell you, everyone's the yes. The anxiety yeah. that I suffer, I still have depression and anxiety that goes back to me as a single mom mm-hmm. because I always felt that I was doing something wrong, but I did. I devoted my life to my child. And I I'm just so grateful that you are out there and that y'all share the stories that you share. Cause like I said, I'm listening to it. My son is 31 and I feel like, yes, I feel validated. Yeah. yeah. Like I did. Okay. I did. Okay. These you did amazing. It. These moms are saying it. Yeah. Like it was okay. Yeah, You weren't so, alone. I mean, you're, you are such a value. Well, that's and making me feel like I got, so I got wonderful. another like 50 episodes now. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. But Sonia, we do wanna, it. before we end the podcast, we want to give you yes. a few minutes that you can plug where we can find you, where other people can find you, okay. anything that you want us to know or our listeners to, okay. to know. It's your time to shine. Oh my Go for it. Well, there's a lot of places you can find me, but I'm going to tell you, you can find me across all social media at at NJ Garden Teacher at New Jersey. Just think New Jersey Garden Teacher right. at NJ Garden Teacher. A kid gave me that. A kid gave me that name. So I was like, all right. It's perfect. So I kept it. It's perfect. It's perfect. Um, our website is Bullock, B-U-L-L-O-C-K, gardenproject.org. Now, I am going to set up on that website a get-together for September, for the end of September, Ooh. where we get together and share seeds. Yes. We're going to share our awesome. stories of seed. I'm going to put it in I'm my calendar. By this. I'm going to put it in my I'm calendar. Inspired. I'm going to be there. So just, yes, just think like the last last Saturday in September. I think that would be great. Let's just get together. And if the weather's bad, we can sit inside the house. So okay. that's great. All right. We can just sit down here and we can still put seed packs together. Yep. Yes. Um, because I, I'm extending this invitation to the listeners. Um, because I think it's important to put my money where my Mm -hmm. mouth is. I said, I'm going to do this. I think it's important. We do it. Let's come together and do that. Um, but let me just put a couple other things out there. I'm on the board for kidsgardening.org. So if you are, your children are going to a school and you want them to start a garden, I mean, a come to me, 
I will help you. But also, if you need a grant, Kids Gardening has some amazing grants. They have amazing resources. And Ujama, U-J-A-M-A-A Seeds is um, the seed collective that I grow for and work for. And I'm looking for teachers who are wannabe volunteers to be part of the Heirloom Collard Project, Ooh. where we're teaching kids how to farm. So this is amazing. something that's being done in partnership with Ujama and with Full Art Garden Project. It's U-J-A-M-A-A? Yes. Oh, in Swahili, it means collective economics. Oh, that's amazing. So it's teaching kids... It's teaching kids how to, we want to teach kids how to farm and then use this money that they can like by selling seeds to self, self support their school gardens. That's amazing. So, yes. yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, 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 I told you before, I, so no, I told you before we started, like every episode becomes my new favorite episode. And it did like, <laughs> this did not fail because I do meeting, meeting every single interview Aww. that we do. You, the women that we have had the, like, I feel so blessed that we started this <laughs> because it feels yeah. like it was supposed to happen this way. We were supposed yeah. to have this progression of guests and hosts and, um, you know, topics. It's and it's, I am so excited to like shout these messages from the rooftop oh, because it's, this is it's amazing. amazing. Thank you for doing what, what do you do. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you for no, it's, I'm, I'm really, so we're really just here to like spotlight you. Be like, look at Sonia and how freaking <laughs> awesome she is. See, but I feel the same about y'all. Like, I want everyone who follows me to follow you because it's not just Thank about you. living in same. Jersey. Y'all bring that Jersey flair, though, because I'm just gonna say, I was like. I listen to y'all. I'm like, this is my Jersey girl. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I, I appreciate that. I, we very much appreciate yes. that. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate you. Love you so thank much. Thank you for coming on. We really do appreciate to our listeners. Make you. sure you check out her Instagram and Facebook and all the fun things. We are going to link that in the show notes in case you missed it. Um, and we are looking forward to even more guests and more topics later on at the Garden And having Island. Sonia back on. Yeah. And I having our speed yes. exchange. <laughs> we will give yes. you guys more details on that as soon as we have it. And we will talk yes. to you next week. Bye. Thank Bye. You. Bye.